Good morning, everyone. Uh, one logistical note today. Uh, we have a second collection after communion. We try not to do that at Lord's, but there are some that are mandated universally. And today is, is for the Holy Land. And usually that comes on Good Friday. All over the world that happens on Good Friday, but this year is, you know, 2020, the year that came, you know, from H-E double hockey sticks. And so none of us were in mass on Good Friday. So today's that day. If you weren't prepared for that, um, there are plenty of ways that you can give to that. And I will encourage you, this helps preserve Catholic churches in the Holy Land, which really matters. Um, okay. One quick note, I don't want to preach about the main parable Jesus gives today because I've done that, I think, every other time it's come up. And I want to go talk about the broader theme of forgiveness. But one just quick note on that, the, the parable in Matthew 18 is all about one line in the Our Father. In the Our Father, we say, forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And as you know, because you've heard me say it, the, the Greek word there is not trespass, it's debt. Right? In Matthew chapter 6, when Jesus gives us the Our Father, the Greek says, forgive us our debts. And then today in Matthew 18, we have a story of a servant who has forgiven an unbelievably large debt. The, the amount he's forgiven is 10,000 talents. One talent is the equivalent of a year's salary for the average person, one. And he owes the king 10,000 talents. Right? And he is forgiven, but he refuses to forgive. And so I encourage you to pray with that. If you ever have trouble forgiving people, as I do, it's really worth praying with that parable that Jesus tells us today. But I want to I go a little bit um, and talk kind of in a broader sense. And so uh, a song that I love, you've probably heard me quote it before, but there's a great band, the Oh Hellos, and they have this song called Hello My Old Heart. So melancholic, I love it. And so that song is, and I, it just speaks to us today. When you've been hurt by someone, this is a great song, go home and look it up, Hello My Old Heart, and I think they describe really well what you and I do. When I've been hurt by someone, I am so guilty of this. So in one of the, the verses, they say this, they say, Hello My Old Heart, it's been so long since I've given you away. And every day I add another stone to the walls I built around you to keep you safe. So true, isn't it? Um, all of us, we've all had times where we've been hurt by someone. And this is something that I, today's homily, you know, we have different sponsors. Today's, Father Brian doesn't know this, I always say homilies are sponsored by certain people. So today's homily is, is uh, sponsored by our most frequent sponsor, Pope Benedict XVI. Um, but it's also today, I, I just want to tell you, I feel like today I'm just preaching to me. Praying this week, I felt like God was like, Brian, with an I, this is about you. And so today I want to share with you just the way that God convicted me about this, because this is a hard subject for me, and it's something I'm not very good at. Uh, so, 
When you and I get hurt, when someone we love especially, the ones who hurt us are not generally people that we don't know. It's the ones that we love the most. And when someone you love has hurt you, I know what I do is I add another brick in that wall. Because I don't want to get hurt again. And I am so guilty of hanging on to to things. And I try and I say, Jesus, help me forgive. Help me let go of this. And it's so difficult for me to do. And today what I want to do in that, that prayer, the Our Father, right? God asks us that we would be forgiven to the degree that we forgive others. And I want to do this in reverse order this morning. I want to start and I want to talk about one helpful thing about us forgiving other people. And then I want to move to the unbelievable mercy and goodness of God. And so we're going we're to work backwards through that petition. Pope Benedict, uh, one of the um, great letters that he, I have from him, he was writing letters back and forth with an Orthodox bishop. And if you don't know this, the Orthodox Christians broke off from the Catholic Church in the year 1054. And the Orthodox sometimes, um, our brothers and sisters in Christ, they, they have a lot of problems with the Roman Church. And there's a lot of hurt there. And Pope Benedict says this in one of his letters. He says, I have always thought, and now even more so, that what stands between the Orthodox and Catholic churches is far less questions of doctrine than the memory of old hurts that alienate us from each other. And read that again, but think about this. What he's saying, right? If you talk to uh, other Christians, and especially I think with the Orthodox, who are very similar to Catholics, and you say, why, why aren't we united? Why are we together? And what most people will say, they'll say, well, it's about, the, it's about the papacy. It's because Catholics think the papacy is more important than the Orthodox think. Or they'll say it's because the, the Catholic Church added a line to the creed. And those things, there are issues there to be worked out, but Pope Benedict just nails this on the head. right? And when someone's hurt you, have right, you ever been, gone and talked to someone who's hurt you? And I always do this, I'm like, okay, I've got to think of the five things they did wrong so I can be specific and like, and sometimes it's to be helpful. But oftentimes what I am not truthful about is I'm just hurting. I'm just in pain. And so again, Pope Benedict says, I have always thought, and even now more so, that what stands between the Orthodox and Catholic churches is far less questions of doctrine than the memory of old hurts that alienate us from each other. The power of the confused tangles of history seem to be stronger than the light of faith that ought to be transforming them into forgiveness. Here's my first thing I want to challenge myself to primarily, and I was really praying with this this morning, but I want to challenge you as well, is that 
Pope John Paul II and Pope Benedict both called Christians around the world to a healing of memories. And that person in your life, every one of you, I bet, has that right now today. There's someone, you're like, oh my gosh, Father Brian is putting his finger right on that one relationship. That's not me, that's God. He did that to me this morning. And what Pope Benedict says to us is he says, if you want, there are ways for us to sin with our memories. And what we do is we rerun, we hit replay on that hurt. And we fill our mind with memories where we've been sinned against. You've got to stop doing that. You have to stop playing that wound in your mind. Then John Paul II would talk about sins of memory. Work against that, brothers and sisters. That's that's the first challenge today. Thomas Merton has a great quote where he says, he says, there are two things that you can do about the pain that comes from disunion with other people. When someone you love and you say, we should be united and we're not, Thomas Merton says, two things you can do. You can love and you can hate. You can love and you can hate. That is so true. And so much of our lives, I think what God calls us to today, so much of our lives is about we desire to be loved and to be in union with others so much. There is nothing more I desire than that. And the deepest pains in my life always center around someone that I love so much and I'm not in union with. You can choose against that sin of memory. You can choose to work against it. You can choose when your heart and your mind go there and you say, I'm going to remember the time that person really burned me. You can choose not to relive that memory. It takes courage, but you can do it. And I want to give you one practical challenge around that today. It takes courage to to reconcile with someone. I'm not very good at it. Courage, St. Thomas Aquinas says, courage is the willingness to suffer for something good. The willingness to suffer for something good. And what I'm scared about, and I know you are too, is I'm scared to take down that brick that I put up around my heart. Because I might suffer. Courage is the willingness to suffer for something good. And I think the way we heal our memories, brothers and sisters, is we remember the goodness of the person who's harmed us. And at some point, it might not be today, maybe you need more time, I don't know, but at some point, we should be willing to say, Lord Jesus, I don't want to get burned again. And I don't want my heart to hurt the way it's hurt. But because of your mercy for me and your call to me to be a person of forgiveness, Lord, I see the good in that person that I love and I'll take a chance. 
And so that practical challenge, brothers and sisters, is this week or this month maybe, is to take a concrete risk. It's always dangerous to reach out in these scenarios, but take a risk. It's worth it. It's worth, that person is worth you taking that risk. Okay, and then I want to touch briefly moving to the second part here, and I think honestly the more important part. I want to talk about the unbelievable mercy of God. And none of us usually admits this to too many other people. But I know it as a priest, and I know that so many of you, and I know in my own heart, in my own life, such a fear that we have is that what if my sin is too great? And what if God, I know God loves other people, right? When you meet other people and they say, you're a Catholic, right? You go to a church, I just don't think God could love me. I don't think he could forgive me because of this terrible thing I did in my life. And you know what you would say. You would say, that's crazy. You'd say, God's love is infinite. Again, Aquinas says, one drop of Christ's blood was enough to wipe away all the sins of the human race of all time. One drop. And in his love and his mercy... He poured it out on the earth for you and me. But we have a hard time hearing that ourselves, don't we? We have a hard time receiving that. And I just want to talk about that first line from the gospel today. Peter asked Jesus. He says, Peter came up to him and said, Lord, how often shall my brother sin against me and I forgive him? As many as seven times. And Peter here, this is so cool what's going on. Peter knows seven is a number of of atonement in the Old Testament. When sins are forgiven, oftentimes a priest will take the blood of a sacrificed animal and he'll sprinkle it seven times. Seven is a number of covenant and of forgiveness. Shall I forgive my brother as many as seven times? Jesus said to him, I do not say to you seven times, but 70 times seven. Now, the Greek here is a little weird. Sometimes if you'll, you'll hear this gospel, and some translations say 77 times, right? I, and you're like, okay, I've sinned 76. Got to slow down a little bit, get really close to the 77 mark. Or you'll hear 70 times seven. And the Greek could be translated either way. But here's what I want to give you this morning, and this is so powerful. What is, what's 70 times 7? Let's ask some of our kids. Does any of our kids know what's 70 times 7? We have a classical school. Math's not our, no, it is our strong point. <laughs> we actually have a great math program here. What's 70 times 7? 490. 490, good. There we go. 490. If you know the Bible, 490 is a hugely important number in the Bible. And I want to walk you through this really quickly. Sin separates us from each other. And when Israel's sin in the Old Testament got to its breaking point, where it was so bad they had finally 
crossed the line and it was too much, their, their sin separates them from God. And so Jeremiah in Jeremiah 25 says, you're going to go into exile. You're going to be separated from God. He says, for 70 years. Okay, 70 years. And it happens. They go to exile. And that's just like us with other people, right? Our sins against each other exile us from each other. But it's even more serious when we're exiled from God. And so the Jews are exiled, and they think it's 70 years. And here's where the 490 comes. In Daniel chapter 9, Daniel has Gabriel appear to him. He says, how long? I bet you've asked that with some relationships. Maybe you've asked that with God. Maybe you've said, Lord, where are you? I feel exiled from you. And I know I sinned against you. And I feel so dry and desolate and I feel isolated and alone. Where are you, God? And how long until you bring me back? That's Daniel's question. In Daniel chapter 9, Gabriel tells him that it will be 490 years. And the reason for that, and there's a lot of scripture references here, but just hang on, hang with me. In Leviticus 26, your favorite chapter, some of you like 27 a little more, but Leviticus 26 says this, it says, if you sin against me, and this is, this is so important for us, God says, if you sin against me, there's a punishment, not because I want to tear you down, but because I love you and I want to build you up, and sin is bad for you. And God says, if you sin against me, there'll be a punishment and all over Leviticus 26, he says, if you do not repent. Parents, you know this with your kids, right? If, you, if one of your kids does something wrong and they're not willing to say they're sorry, what are you going to do? You're going to say, okay, well, you're not ready to come back yet. In Leviticus 26, God says, if you do not repent of your sin, it will be multiplied by seven. Israel is exiled from God for 70 years. But their heart was hard. And they didn't repent. And so it's multiplied by seven. And God does that, brothers and sisters. And here's what's so cool about our gospel today. God's punishments are never meant to tear you down. They are meant to build you up. And in Leviticus 26, God says, what I'm going to do when I multiply your punishment by seven, what I'm going to do is he says, I will break your pride. When you have sinned against God and he says, I love you, come back. And you harden your heart against him. You say, I will not repent, Jesus. I will do things my way. God has to break down your pride. And here's the good news today, is that when Jesus says, you have to forgive your brother, not seven times, but 70 times seven times, Jesus is telling us 
that the exile is over. That in the love of God and the love of Christ, Israel's great sin is forgiven. And so today, when you go home, this week, two practicals this week. When you go home, you've got to heal your memories. That person who hurt you, you've got to choose, you've got to pray, you've got to say, God, I choose to not nurture my vengeance, my bitterness, my anger. I choose not to nurture that. And the second thing is, is if you have pride, if God has called you to repentance and you're being stubborn and you won't open your heart to him, brothers and sisters, you've got to let go of your pride. God's love, the 490, right? His love is infinite. And so Jesus, Lord, that was me in my life. And it's been me in my life at many times where I refuse to repent. But your love never fails. And your mercy endures forever. And Jesus, you waited for me. Lord, forgive me my debt as I forgive those who have debt before me. 